Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to first thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicament Blog Talk Radio. So I'm using my mic again because my other mic, I still haven't figured that part out yet. But if you are out there on Facebook and you cannot hear me, are you on the radio and you can't hear me live? Please let me know because this stuff is be starting to drive me crazy. But I'm trying to use my gadget as I said that I've had it for a while, but I had not taken the time to use them. So just let me know and I will figure some things out. As you can tell, I'm looking for something. So I want to get started with the show. Today's topic is entitled self-confidence. Now, many of you know that I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I work with individuals that have a large or variety of issues, whether it's depression, relational issues, anxiety, parent-child relational issues. I do domestic violence. I do a wide variety of things. But one of the things that I've noticed, I'm looking for that dog on One of the things that I noticed is that many of the clients that I work with one of the main issues that a lot of individuals deal with is their self-confidence. Now, self-confidence is a little different from self-esteem, but yet it often it gets confused because a lot of times individuals think that, you know, whether a person has a high self-esteem or a low self-esteem, that that plays a role. But it's different with self-confidence. And I want to share some reasons why it is different. But if you want to join in on a conversation, please give me a call at 516-387-1914 because I want to hear your input, and I also want to hear where individuals are struggling in certain areas. And it's also very important that we teach our children to have self-confidence. I was talking to a person not too long ago, and they was telling me how they um, give their, their children or their child positive affirmation, how they praise their child. But no matter what, and I had to let the person know, it's not always, and words are powerful, so don't get me wrong, words are very powerful. But the power also comes from what you believe and how you perceive it, meaning Individuals can tell their kids you're doing a great job, and they know sometimes they didn't do a good job, but we do that anyway because that's what we do as parents. But if the child don't believe it or it's not their perception, you want to try to work with them on that. And a lot of times we're now trying to work with adults in that area because it can impact individuals in a lot of different areas. One is in relationships. Now, Many of you that know me personally know a man with a low self-confidence, mm-mm, that don't work for me. I mean, I don't want nobody lying to me, but by the same token, if you don't believe in yourself, I can't build you up like that because that's some things that should already be instilled in a person, so one would think. So I want to say that it's not only just women, because a lot of times we see women that lack the self-confidence in themselves, but men too. And sometimes individuals get it confused with a person having, um, being arrogant or being cocky. And so, like I said, I want to just give some clarification. She said, close the closet door. Joanne, I wish I could close that closet door. The closet door won't close because there is a foul cabinet sticking out the door. So I'm trying to, I got my iPad going on. So normally what I do is I position my body where you can't see that. So hopefully my head kind of blocked it. So tell me, Joanne, can you still see all that junk that's in my closet? Because you know I ain't got no pampers for real. But there is a um, uh, a box that's an empty box. But thank you, Joanne. I appreciate that. <laughs> I see it part of my um after my birthday is decluttering. So I have cleaned up my room. I've been going through clothes. I'm donating a lot of stuff. I'm getting rid of so much stuff. So my next project, when I get finished with my room, is to come into this 
computer room and clean this mess out because I had to get my house remodeled. So some of the stuff we brought into the room to get it out the living room. So I got mess everywhere. Thank you, Joanne. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I did give me some rest. <laughs> okay, so I want to give you some information. First, I want to talk about some myths and some facts when it comes to self-confidence. And this is basically, and it, it's about the, it says 11 myths and facts about self-confidence. And this is interesting because part of it is we have a misperception of some things. So we get some things confused. One of the myths, and it indicates, and it's coming from, they have this on LinkedIn. A myth is you are either born with it or without it. Either you have self-confidence or you don't. And that is false because sometimes you can say that you're good at something. I think of in my position as being the owner of two outpatient counseling centers when I'm interviewing staff, sometimes they tell you what they think you want to hear or they will put themselves up to where they know what they're doing and a lot of times they don't. But if they have a confidence in themselves, I will give them a shot because at least they believe in themselves. Now, if you just don't know what you're doing and you just like, really, then that ain't going to work. Now, when I said that either you're born with it or you're not, and the reason why that's false is because self-confidence is like a skill. You can develop it and you can conquer it. You just need to do the work. So a lot of times, you know, it's not always what other people think or say about you. It's your perception of yourself. How do you feel about yourself? Another myth that they talk about with self-confidence have to do with smart, talented, skilled, handsome, or beautiful, or successful people are confident. That is so not true. I have met, even in my personal life, some of the most handsomest men, beautiful women, that have such a low self-confidence in themselves. And I would be like, really? And I remember even when I was a cheerleader back in the day, and, you know, and some of them, they just mean. But it wasn't that they had a high self-confidence. That showed that they didn't. And it's false, meaning that only smart talented, skillful, handsome, or beautiful, or successful people are confident. False, because self-confidence is not based on your status, gifts, or love. It's really not. Another one, the third one, people who perform well are highly self-confident. Nope. Many. There are many individuals who do not relate their performance or behavior to their worth. I was one of it, one of them. I tell individuals, I never said I wanted to be no therapist, but I enjoy doing what I do. But it wasn't that I had or thought I had all these skills. I'm just my personality. I was just natural. Just be honest, be to the point, keep it 100, and people appreciated that. Now, one of the things that I'm looking at and it talks about, and this is very interesting because I said it earlier, Comparing yourself to others and seeing how much more we are increases our self-confidence. Don't compare yourself to nobody. You are wonderfully and uniquely made. You do not have to compete with another person in order for you to believe in yourself or in your abilities. Now, when we start comparing ourselves, and especially if you're comparing yourself to another sibling or you're comparing yourself to a coworker, a lot of that can turn into envy, jealousy, and strife, and that's not healthy. And even in some relationships I've seen where individuals are married and they compete and compare themselves to one another. So that's a no-no. So just, just remember, it's not healthy to compare yourself to another person. I'm trying to adjust this thing because I don't know. When I'm on my computer, my head don't, I don't look so huge. You don't take up so much space versus on my iPad, but let's do what it do. Now, another thing is, and it talks about when I was talking about comparing ourselves to others and how much more we are, and they indicate that it's false because actually comparing ourselves to others, regardless of how many things we are or we have done, it can 
basically it feeds our fears and our insecurities. So a lot of times individuals are dealing with a lot of insecurities that they don't want people to know about. But the problem is when you feeling insecure about something, some kind of way you just let it ooze on out. People can smell it. They can sense it, especially in a relationship. And sometimes that insecurity can be used against you if you are dealing with a emotionally immature person. Because you don't want to call somebody out on their insecurities. What you want to do is try to help them, build them, encourage them, and support them. And you also have to want to do that for yourself. Now, another myth is self-confidence is essential ingredient to success. Not always. Now, it can help you within your success by believing in yourself, but you don't want to be cocky with it or too arrogant or overcompensate. And the reason why they say that it's an essential ingredient to success is all successful people are full of self-confidence, and many times it can be quite the opposite. Individuals who lack confidence and have low self sense of self-worth may diligently pursue careers to prove their worth to themselves. Now, I was watching the trial today. I'm watching what was happening again with another shooting, and you know, a lot of times individuals think that individuals in law enforcement have this self-confidence. They sure themselves, nope. And that's why when we start talking about the, the different testing tools that they use, the MMPI test, they look for individuals with certain personality types. Now, it doesn't mean because you have a certain job or a certain position that you are self or you have self-confidence. Now, because sometimes people get placed in positions for certain reasons. And we may not always know that reason, but by that same token, I always say, be firm, be fair, and be consistent. And know your job and, know, and stay in your lane and know your role. Now, another one is individuals with high self-confidence are arrogant. Now, that part is interesting because we start talking about individuals being arrogant or individuals being narcissistic or individuals having a strong personality, which I'll never forget a woman said that about me when I was doing my premarital counseling. She said, you know, she has a strong, she's very strong-willed. And I was like, is she trying to say that I'm hard-headed? <laughs> which I am, so I got to admit to that. I'm very hard-headed. So another thing is we start talking about individuals with a high self-confidence or arrogance. And that's false because the truth is that many individuals who suffer from arrogance are trying to cover security. They're trying to cover it. I remember I had to tell my mother that one time about my father. She thought my father just thought he was just a bomb.com. And I was like, mm-mm, that man got some serious insecurities and a very low self-esteem. And my mother did not want to believe that, but it was true. Because I knew he had a low self-esteem. I knew he had his insecurities, but you would have never known when you talked to him. Because when we start looking at bullies, the individuals that put themselves above other individuals, all you have to do is listen. Just, just listen. Don't react to what they say. Now, another myth that they talk about is receiving acknowledgement increases one's self-confidence. Now, just because a person tell you, again, and I said it earlier, it doesn't mean that we're going to believe it. And so what happens is only when a person is able to acknowledge his or his own achievement, actions, and talent, will they start having confidence or will their confidence consistently increase. A couple of weeks ago, I did a show and I was sharing, and I kept looking at this box in my room, this box. Now, mind you, I've got stuff in this room that's been in here for like six years. And I didn't know that I had in the box an award that I had received for women empowering women. And I've had several accomplishments or several awards that I just never really paid that stuff no attention. I just like, okay, thank you, and keep me put and move on to the project. But the thing is, a lot of times individuals will think that you put a lot of work in there. And I'm not seeing that there's a lot of people that that don't. I'm just one that don't strive to do all of that. Now, Felice, Felice, I see you are watching. You need to give me a call, too, because I need to talk to you about something. 
So give me a call for this because I see you watching. So you have my inbox or Google my name and get my phone number, but I do need to talk to you. So let me go on with the show. Another thing it talks about is only self-confident people take risks. And that is not necessarily true also. If you are self-confident, that might not feel like much of a risk, right? But risk takers are disengaged from the outcome of their actions taken. So a lot of times we think, oh, they got all the confidence in themselves. They got... Now, I have a lot of confidence, but Jeanette is not bungee jumping. Jeanette ain't trying to snowboard. Jeanette is not trying to surf. <laughs> it's something, Jeanette, no, I don't have no control of all of that, so I don't want to do that. And it ain't got nothing to do with my confidence. It's, nope, too much water for me. Now, the tenth one it talks about is only a big accomplishment can restore self-confidence. No. Because it don't always have to be something big that you have to acknowledge. It's like taking baby steps. Small changes, tiny steps make big difference. And even when we start talking about a relationship, sometimes we want people to change and we want individuals to be a certain way. That's not up for us to decide. Now, another one it talks about is a low-profile person with a low self-confidence if that's what they think of, we start talking about self-confidence. There may be cases where low-profile individuals also have low self-confidence, but this is not definitely a rule. A low-profile individual may very well be a very confident introvert, and that's because we have different personality types as well as some individuals are introverted as well as being an extrovert. Now, an extrovert, they're more outgoing, they're more of a people person. Well, just because if a person is a passive or they're introvert, doesn't mean that they lack self-confidence. It's like being humble. Being humble doesn't mean that the person is weak. They, they sure themselves. Now, I gave you some information about some myths. Now I want to give you some information about some facts. Now, self-confidence inspires trust. Because you learn to trust yourself. Now, a confident individual is more likely to gain the trust of a potential client, get a contract, than someone who is projecting his or her insecurities. That's what I meant when I said that me being in a position to hire individuals and give them jobs is if you have self-confidence, I'll give you a chance. But if you come in and tell me what you can't do, and I got to pay you, uh-uh, we ain't doing all that. So excuse my facial expression, but no, I'm not going to pay you to do nothing. So by that same token, if you come in and you're telling me I haven't been doing this for a long time, but I'm open-minded, I'm a team player, I'm willing to learn, I believe in myself and my abilities, you got a job with me. Now, another thing is, another fact is, Confident individuals feel comfortable publicly sharing their achievements and their mistakes. Now, that is interesting because some individuals want bragging rights when they do something and they think they did a good job, but yet when they failed at something, they don't want people to know. People that know me, I I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. It really don't even bother me. It really don't because you can learn to laugh at your own pain. You can learn to where you don't view it as a mistake or it could have been a challenge, but you get through it. You get over it. You don't beat yourself up over things that you just basically have no control over it because they feel good about their strengths and their weaknesses. You can look at your weakness opportunity to gain strength versus beating yourself up about it. Another fact is with action comes more confidence because the proof is in the pudding. You're able to see some of the things that you've done. You're able to see some of the fruits of your labor, some of the work that you've done, and it makes you feel good about yourself. And it's not always about you feeling good. It also has a lot to do with how you can help build other individuals. Now, you indicate, oh, I see what you're doing, Joanne. Yeah, talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, we have to. We have to. 
And it is a process. Now, Joanne, I like what you just said, because I see you, you're FaceTiming me on the Facebook Live, and you said it's a process, and you have to learn to build your self-confidence. And that is true because you first have to acknowledge it. You have to get to the point where you say, you know what? I'm tired of living like this. I want to do something to better myself. I'm going to believe in me. Even if nobody else believed that I can do it, I'm going to believe that I can do it. I remember when I um, was working in for the Orange County Superior Court, and I always wanted to work in the court system. And this is with Prop 36, and I was doing assessments and evaluations for nonviolent drug offenders. And I tell people, I used to know grapefruits and onions that people that was on drugs because I never did drugs, so I didn't understand why people did drugs. So that was one of my little pet peeves. And the first job that I ever got making the most money I ever made was doing assessments and evaluations. And I would be sitting there for three hours listening to people's stories. Where when I was a kid growing up in Compton, Lord, I put my dogs on you, turned water hole. I was I was mean. I, I was mean. I didn't know why I was mean, but I was mean. Found out I was angry. I think some underlying anger issues going on over here. But the thing is, I wanted to work in a court. And I remember my supervisor said to me, I am concerned about you using ebonics in a courtroom. I'm thinking ebonics. I did not let her break me down. <laughs> she allowed someone else to work in the courtroom that I referred for the position that was working with me, and she didn't have a clue as to what she was dealing, dealing with. So when I finally got to work in the courts, I did such a great job, but I believed in my abilities. That was where I felt more, most comfortable was in a courtroom setting. But she tried to tell me, no, I don't think that would work for you. I don't. So, again, you don't let individuals determine your confidence in your abilities and how you, your perception of yourself. Even today, I like the courtroom setting. You know, I'd already said, you know, I had a choice of if I want to go get a PhD, and I would say, I tell people, you know what, I don't need no PhD. If I'm going to go back to school, I'll go get my law degree and practice law before I try to go get a PhD because I don't need one right now. So another thing is we are responsible for our self-confidence, meaning we, I, you as a person, as an individual, you are responsible for your self-confidence. You can't blame nobody else for your self-confidence. And I know that there are individuals that grew up in situations where they were may have been abused verbally, physically, sexually. Parents, boy, if you had a mama like me, you didn't even know your name was. I didn't know my name was Jeanette for a long time. It was bitch on trap. I was just like, really? <laughs> I was like, did she even know my name? So, but the thing is, when individuals are in those types of situations, you got somebody beating you up and beating you down, making you believe something that is that's not true about who you are. And I'm reading something Joanne said, and she said that she learned by applying God's word to her life. And he said that I am the apple of his eye, and everything he created is good. And that is so true. Meaning if you are in a violent or a toxic or an un healthy relationship, there is help available. You can call the domestic violence hotline number. If you are a victim of child abuse, you can do like my grandson said, when I go to school, I'm going to tell my teacher and I'm going to tell you a job. <laughs> you got kids telling them their parents now. So you don't have to carry that weight anymore in regards to what I'm saying, because a lot of times that's individuals projecting their stuff onto you. And you don't have to be a garbage can or a dumping ground for other people's mess. Now, not only was I talking about the weakness and the strength and, I mean, that we are responsible, and a lot of times it's okay to say, you know, to our parents, you know, this is how we were raised, but, you know, we don't have to stay that way. A lot of times we start talking about teachers you know, back in the day, if you was like me, we went to school, some of our teachers didn't know no better, you know, but they're learning now. 
because you can't just be treating these kids and beating these kids down with words like they did when I was a kid growing up. So a lot of times individuals blame their parents, they blame their teachers, they blame their family members, they blame their partners. But once we become adults, the only person that's really responsible for our self-confidence is ourselves. Another thing is you cannot have self-confidence without self-love. Now, when we talk about self-love, individuals say, well, I love myself. We abuse ourselves in so many ways. I mean, Joanne, thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. You know, talking about I got some rest. I'm learning to get some rest. I am not going to let nothing stress me out. I am not going to let things of the world bother me. I am going to live my life. And even though, you know, I tell people I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through, I'm not saying that everything was just bad. But it wasn't always that great, but I persevered. And a lot of that had to do with not my education, not my skills, not that I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. It was because I believed in myself. If nobody else didn't believe in me, if my parents didn't believe in me, if my biological sisters didn't believe in me, I believed in me. And that made a big difference because I mean, me and me and Jesus will fall off. Now, when we start talking about self confidence, it is a skill, and you have to develop it. Don't find excuses. Don't get to the point to where you just give up on yourself. But you can develop it and you can conquer it. You just need to do the work. That's the hard part. Do the work. I have people tell me, well, I'm not happy. Well, why are you not happy? Or what are you not happy about? I don't know. If you don't know how to, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> I'm not a crystal ball. I'm not a crystal ball therapist. But a lot of times individuals will come to you and they want to tell you how they feel, but they don't know why they feel the way they feel. And I'm not seeing that there's no such thing as complex or mixed emotions because you can't have mixed emotions about some things. But if it is pertaining to you, Learn to be your best advocate. Learn to speak up and speak out. Acknowledge how you feel it. And then try to do something about it. And like you indicated, Joanne, you said your self-worth is priceless. How much do you work? Don't sell your soul. Don't downgrade yourself or belittle yourself. Because when you believe in yourself, you will acknowledge the value of you. Hey, cousin, I see you on Facebook Live. You need to call in because, Riri, you can talk about, you said self-care and self-development are everything. Can't show up for others if you're not operating at full capacity. That is true. Because even as a professional, if I'm working with an accountant, a lawyer, or any other business person or contractor, if you don't believe in the product or what you're trying to sell me, why should I believe in it? Or if you don't believe in yourself. So like I said, it goes a long way. And that is one of most people's biggest issues in a relationship, in a marriage, or when they're dating, is the person put all of their eggs in another person's basket to carry. So you know what, Riri? Give the, just call. You don't have to click on the link. Call the number. 516-387-1914. Just call the number, and I'll be able to log you on to the show. Because I know that you know a lot about self-confidence because you're into fitness. And by being into fitness, a lot of individuals struggle in that area because they're trying to build their confidence by changing their appearance and how they look and how they feel about themselves. So if see the number is attached, which is a 516-387-1914, if you want to call in. And Joanne is saying, if you don't know, start with your childhood, and that's why therapists start from the beginning stages of your life. And you know what? That is true, Joanne, and a lot of times individuals don't want to talk about that kind of stuff because they have repressed it or they feel, or sometimes they may regress 
also. Go back to that child life because it's an uncomfortable place for them. But once you can heal from that trauma, once you can build yourself back up, you know, you don't always, just because you was broken down, don't mean you got to stay down. You can get up. You can get up. And, you know, Joanne, I am very proud of you. I am. You know, because you're now stepping out on faith. You're now getting to the point where you're like, well, I've got to do this. If, if nobody else do it for me, I've got to do it for me. And that's when we start talking about self-confidence and believing in yourself. I tell people, I ain't never had no, many times I've been married, I ain't never had no husband buy me no house. I ain't never had no husband buy me no car. <laughs> I had to do all that up by myself. But I'm okay with that. I don't walk around saying I don't need a man or I don't need, but I realized I could not depend on someone to do something for me if I didn't have the confidence in my own ability. So let me log on my cassette. Hi, Riri. How you doing? Hello, cousin. Happy Monday. I know, but you know what? I got a praise report for you. I stepped on a scale. What'd you again. say, again? I got a praise report for you. Wait. Okay. I stepped on the scale again. My numbers are going down. <laughs> they going down. <laughs> I haven't even had breakfast this morning. My numbers are going down. I told you, I'm going to kick this diabetes in the butt. Ain't no pre-diabetes. Ain't going to be no pre-nothing around here. So here's here's what we're going to do. I'm going to come up your way, and I'm going to try and uh, be in your presence at least five days while I'm there, and let's watch what's going to happen. I promise you. Okay. Because we got we got to do okay. this because you got to get your cousin kind of right. Like I said, I got the confidence. You know, Joanne telling me I'm looking younger. I'm getting me some rest. I got me a new outfit that I right? just got. Girl, got my little girl. I, I don't know what I look like on Facebook Live because I'm using my iPad, so it's kind of different. Girl, you're fine. You're old of me. I'm getting old of me. But by that same token, now with self-confidence and what you do in the field of fitness. What are some of the areas that you see individuals that they um, they struggle with or what is your perception of it? Um, body image is the main thing. Um, even like outside of like social media and what society says that we should look mm-hmm. like, it's always been a struggle for women. Um, mm-hmm. So body image is the key factor, but my clients, like, I try to encourage them, like, the scale, and this is for you, too, as well, cousin, it's great that the numbers drop, but that doesn't determine your overall health, okay? I'm going to use myself as, a, as, a, as an example, okay? When I was unhealthy, I was a bean pole. I weighed 143 pounds, but I felt horrible. So mm-hmm. it wasn't until I began my fitness journey that I actually gained weight. So I went from 123 mm-hmm. to now a solid 170. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. At 143, I had high body fat, okay, and was just messed up in the inside, okay? So fast forward, now doing resistant training and eating right, giving my body what it needs, I'm 170, and I have more lean, healthy muscle. So overall, mm-hmm. I'm in, in in greater shape. So the yeah. scale could go up and you could be way healthier, or it could also go down. Okay? And that is that is true. Does that make you know, sense? The pe- this is the thing that with our, the women in our family is we're built different uh-huh. in the way we're built. We and are. that's why I'll never forget when the doctors call me grossly obese and I said, your mama? You know, because I'm maybe a reason I ain't That way ain't going to the growth part. But the thing is, well, because you I know that chart is not based on, that chart is based on, I want to say it's women of Asian descent. And they're very, oh, yeah, very fragile. Yeah, Our bones no are completely different. Mm-hmm. But you know, I like what you're saying with the distorted body, body image, because not only do women suffer from distorted body image, so do men. Even teenagers, young men, are yeah. trying to be yeah. bulk or get a big um, a big chest and broad shoulders and 
So a lot of times individuals struggle with that. Now, and I said that with me because I hit, girl, I felt like E40. I hit 240, and I ain't never been to 40 in my life. I'm like, what the hell happened? You know, but then I noticed my big old head. But it, I guess it fit, with, it fit with big nose, so I'm like, okay, well, whatever. So, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, do you know what I want? You, you right, when I, I was I 180, this... when I was 180, I looked good at 180. I could wear 180, mm-hmm. you know, where most individuals be like, hey, 180, yeah, but you, you couldn't even tell. So, and I didn't know you okay. was at 170. So, you're, you're 240 now? You gotta, hmm? You're 240 currently? No, no, I'm not 240. I stepped, I was, I went up to 240. I stepped on the scale today. Okay, what's your, what's your current weight right now? 222. Okay, what's your goal weight? I want to get back down to at least 175, 180. Because I get anything past that, I'm going to look sick. Because I got boobs and butt, ain't going nowhere. <laughs> that ain't going nowhere. Okay, we're going to have to, we're going to have to uh, talk uh, offline. So we can uh-huh. structure something for you. Yeah, well, and I'll structure mm-hmm. something for you even before I get there. Okay. Like I said, I can get rid yeah. of I, I make a booth, but ain't going nowhere, but I can get rid of some good. We good. We good. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing is, when we start talking that is, about right? that and the perception and distorted body image, it don't, it don't bother me. It's just that I knew my blood work was saying something that I didn't like. I felt one right. way, but my blood work was saying something different. And self-confidence is more important than we might think it is. Because some people say, well, why is it important? But it's how you feel about yourself, your perception of yourself. Like I said, how are you going to be trying to talk to somebody or try to say you love someone? Are you engaged or you want to be in in, in a relationship with someone and you're lacking self-confidence? Or you're at work and you're lacking self-confidence. That is a problem. That's a problem. Now, well, that can make the relationship very toxic as well. Mm-hmm. And draining. Oh, speak on the draining part because you know what? My friend told me the last time I'm depressed. I sent him some some one eight hundred numbers. He said, "Really, Jeanette? Really? I ain't talked to him." Yet. He sent me a little text. He sent me something for my birthday. I guess he's scared to talk to me. What am I supposed to do? You go sit up here and tell me I'm depressed. And now you're trying to ghost me. Really? So I, I said, you know what? Wow. Depression can be a, 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 a Wait, evil well, well, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even even that, that conversation that you guys had right there, that's the problem. People right. think that because we all, we're going to have down moments. And that's what, that's what makes us human. But People expect everybody to be at always high vibrations. You're not a human if you're at high vibrations. It's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to feel down. That's mm-hmm. normal human behavior. You just don't want to stay there. That so right, even that for part him right to there. hold you at that such a high right standard, what would you say, hon? I said that part right there. You don't want to stay right. there. So even for you... him to hold you at uh, such a high standard, put pressure on you to not be able to completely be vulnerable when you are having a moment. And that's what breaks people down mentally, physically, and that's how we become sick because we want to show up as this person who has it all together because Mm -hmm. that's what people expect of us, even myself. Like, because I'm so busy helping everyone else, it's Mm -hmm. like no one ever is like, hey, you know, how are you doing? You know, but luckily I have a a, a circle to where I can say, you know what, I need my me time because I am just feeling overwhelmed or Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm over that. But I can't tell everybody that because if I share that with everybody, they're like, what? No, not you. It it irritates the hell out of me because guess what? I pump the same color blood that you pump. So why can't I feel like that? Yeah. And you know, and you know what, cousin, and you what, that makes a lot of sense because I did, I got it when he told me that he was depressed. I knew he had every reason to be, but don't stay depressed. If I'm doing all I can do to be there, I'm not gonna let you drain me. I'm not gonna let you know. Yeah. Okay, I'm misunderstood. I thought you shared with him that you were depressed, and he. No. Okay, I I misunderstood that. I sent him resources. 
for people that gotcha. you can get to call and talk to. I can't be your therapist. I can't. Mm. I, I'm doing the best I can, but no, I don't. You know, I well, don't. Cousin, is this the same gentleman as last time when we talked about this and you said you <laughs> couldn't be his therapist? No, girl, you know he ain't gonna be depressed. He he was the one the one you met the one you met is the one that picked me up on my birthday with Jack that put me in a high scale oh. hotel. Yeah, that's what he did. Okay. So yeah, okay. he, he I didn't think he was gonna show up, but he showed up. He was like, Come meet me in Irvine. I was like, I don't feel like driving to Irvine. I'm tired. He was like, I'm coming to get you. So he came and picked me up. And we hung out for about two days. So you, girl, you know he ain't dealing with no depression. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't come up because I would have been kicked to the curb. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You would have just still been over there because I didn't plan on doing that. But no, but I did a lot of different things. I did the Glen Ivy. I, I did a lot of stuff. I did a lot of stuff. So today is like my unwind and my USA day. So now I'm back into seeing science and all of that. Oh, I'm doing so, the same thing today as my self-care day. Mm-hmm. We good. So, like yep. I said, self-confidence is more important. Now, I know Joanne, Joanne is telling me on Facebook Live that she can't hear or couldn't hear you. And part of that, Joanne, is because she called into the show. And I was trying to, I don't know what I was doing. I tried to put the mic next to the doggone computer like that was going to work. And I did not set the speaker up. So that's the reason why it's complicated to hear her. Now, but if you do want to hear what she has to say, you can still click on the link at any time to listen to the show that is broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, or it's also on iHeartRadio, it's on iTunes, it's on several different podcasts by just going to Precious Predicament Blog Talk Radio. So a lot of times when I'm on Facebook Live, individuals may struggle with trying to hear but I tried to put the mic on and not use my cell phone. Now, again, when we start talking about confidence, it's, it's important, you might think, and it is almost linked to every element involved in us, us being happy and successful in life. Because you're not going to find a person that's lacking self-confidence being a CEO of a major corporation or a person that's lacking self-confidence, talking about I have a happy, a happy healthy marriage. It's not going to work if you don't believe in yourself. Again, there are benefits to it. You have less fear. You have less anxiety. And you can be more resilient. It can improve your relationship. It can also lead to having a deeper sense of empathy. Now, cousin, one of the things with self-confidence, if you believe in yourself, you're able not to be what they call an empath, but you're able to see things differently from other people's perspective and being able to empathize because there's a difference between empathy versus sympathy. Empathy Mm -hmm. means I know what it's like to be in your shoes, where sympathy Mm -hmm. is I I offer my condolences, which is two different things. And a lot of times when individuals lack self-confidence, they may want the sympathy from a person. But like I said, I'm not going to hire somebody and give them a job, and i got to sympathize with you all day long and pay you to do nothing. Ooh, that's draining. <laughs> that will suck the life out of you. It can. If, but if you let it. That's why boundaries are so important. And we're going to get to that a little bit. Like I said, if you want to call in on the show, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Yeah, Joanne. Joanne, so, yeah, Joanne, with an empath, you feel other people's stuff. I wouldn't want to be an empath, especially as a therapist. I can't be sitting there, you crying, I'm crying too. No, that's too much. That's too draining. Now, when we start talking about self-confidence, it is a perception, your perception of things. Now, when we start talking about it just being a perception, and insecurities can cause individuals to feel stuck. They're stuck. So we have to start valuing ourselves, feeling good about ourselves, because it's being courageous. And knowing you have to feed yourself positive affirmations and also believe them. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of the things that a lot of individuals appear to have difficulties with is believing it. Because mm-hmm. they have lied to themselves so, or they felt that other people are lying to them. You know, and, and when, when um, that came up, what came to my mind is a compliment. Do you know a lot of people cannot accept compliments? Right. Let's talk about that a little bit because a lot of times individuals have difficulties accepting compliments. Just a mere thank you. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to dig deep Mm -hmm. into why the person said what they said, that's one of the issues that most people have. I guess because they're so used to people lying to them about things. Sit down, they just don't believe nobody. What is your take on that? A, a form of uh, the self-confidence that they have in themselves, like one of their insecurities. So when someone else um, attributes it, they are so insecure about it, they don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Just don't believe it. Just don't believe it. That could be a problem. That could be a problem. And I want to share something, and I'm looking at an article and one of the article in the article, and it talks about not only individuals that have a negative self-perception, we kind of know what that leads to, but lacking boundaries. When you have self-confidence and you believe in yourself, you don't have difficulties with boundaries. You know how to be assertive. Mm-hmm. You know how to be firm, mm-hmm. but fair. You know mm-hmm. how to say yes when it's time to say yes, and you know how to say mm-hmm. no when you need to say no. And that is some issues that many people experience with their self-confidence is because they will say yes when they want to say no, and then no when they want to say yes. Right. You got to make your mind up. Dealing with people, people, one thing that I I realized is that adults are horrible communicators. Mm-hmm. Children communicate far more better than adults because kids are going to tell you the truth. They're going to tell you what's mm-hmm. on their mind. They're not going to hold anything back. Mm-hmm. And as you grow older, because we're 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 like we live in a society to where we want to be liked, we want to be loved, mm-hmm. we want to be accepted. So we tell people what they want to hear. No, when you show up as your true self, that's when mm-hmm. you can live your life fully without any regrets, it's okay to say no. That's why God invented the word no. Uh, girl, you know what? Like that we can't use the word no. And it's okay to say no without explanation. Your auntie used to tell me, my mother, she told me no is an answer just like yes. She said, Jeanette, I'm not going to say exactly. yes to everything you want. And I said, but exactly. I don't like no. <laughs> Like it's so, no, like, no, no one likes to know. No one likes it. But you know what? You have to respect it. Correct. That part right there. You have there. to respect it. You know, my my after he used to always say delayed does not mean denied. And that kind of helped me to better understand the no's. Meaning maybe mm-hmm. I don't need it. Or maybe I don't need to Can do I it tell right you, now. If you knew how many no's, I have got you know what a no means? A no doesn't even really mean no. It just means not right now. Because with what I do, I've heard a trillion and one no's. You'd be like, girl, you still doing what you Yes, because this is my passion. This is what I strongly believe in. And I tell mm-hmm. you, I have clients who have come around five years later. So mm-hmm. no does not always mean no. It just means not right now. That's true. That's a whole other way of looking at it. And, you know, another thing was mm-hmm. we talk about not only lacking boundaries, and we have to learn how to set boundaries and clear boundaries, not blurred boundaries. Yes. So boundaries don't have to be so blurred to you kind of, no, you know, crystal you, you clear. It has to be crystal clear. Thank you. It's got to be clear, not too rigid to where you get to the point to where it's always, well, I can't do this or no. No, you don't need to be like that. You have to set boundaries. And... Another thing is when we start talking about self-confidence is avoid the critical and abusive inner dialogue. Avoid it. If someone is not Mm -hmm. speaking into your spirit 
are pouring into your spirit, or leave it alone. Leave them alone. Yeah. We talked a little bit about yeah. Uh, yeah. relationships. Sometimes individuals don't know how to cut it off. But even if you start yeah. talking critical of yourself, stop it. Because yep. talking harshly about yourself and perpetrating um, negative self-talk can bruise your self-confidence. Because you're saying yep. that. I don't know. So if I'm going to call myself names, why am I going to be mad because somebody else called me a name? Mm-hmm. Now, I want to give the listeners yep. some information in regards to 10 ways to build your confidence. Because we start talking about working on building or rebuilding. Now, you got to acknowledge it, and you got to want to do the work. And by working on your self-esteem, you have a much higher satisfaction on yourself and can reconnect with your own truth and joy. First of all, be honest with yourself, too, because that's huge. That is very huge. It's being honest with yourself. So the first thing you want to do is, Seek out professional help. Now, I know as a therapist, a lot of times individuals get discouraged when they're trying to find therapists or use their insurance because if you got Blue Shield, I don't know what's going on Blue Shield, but a lot of people aren't accepting Blue Shield. But there are therapists out there, but many therapists are, all of them, should I say, are not contracted with insurances or an insurance network. You have EAP, which is an employee assistance program. So you can check with your EAP. If you are active duty military, you can utilize Military One Source, which is another way of getting help. You can also, there are online platforms like BetterHelp.com, a lot of African Americans, you know, because we got this issue, but we don't want to do therapy. But you can find someone that looks like you, where you can tell them your, your preferences or what it is you're looking for, and they try to find therapists to fit your needs. So there is professional help out there. There's also coaches. There's life coaches out there to help individuals because sometimes it becomes this power struggle. People think because individuals have the education and licenses that they're above them. No. You want to be able to connect. Now, Joanne and I brought up something earlier when we started talking about childhood. A lot of these issues are deep-rooted in childhood. So don't deny where you come from. Deny yeah. who you come from. Because that can help you to change your perception of some things. Because I tell people, when I realized my parents didn't know no better, girl, I was set free. You know, when I realized mm-hmm. that they were capable of making mistakes too, I was like, this wasn't all me. <laughs> I do all well, yeah, and that's true. The thing is that who we are as adults, it all stems somewhere from our childhood. That's why it is very important to pull off those layers. Thank you. Like it's uncomfortable, onion. but it's so important to peel those layers off. Mm-hmm. You can have a serious breakthrough. So seek professional help and prioritize exercise that feels good for your body. Now, even small amounts of movement, such as yoga, can actually boost your serotonin level. And see, people don't understand about the serotonin, the dopamine levels, the epinephrine, and all of that stuff. And sometimes even food can make you feel a certain way because we had comfort foods. But you want to basically prioritize exercise to make you feel good. One of the things, cousin, that I've been doing and I have to now is I have to do a lot of stretching. When I was doing mm, getting my mm, massage. When I was getting my massage done at Glen Ivy, she took me I out there like four times shows. a day. Yeah, you have to. You go to both bones and joints start hurting. She told me I had frozen shoulders. I said, well, how can I defrost this? If my shoulders are frozen, what can I do about it because they hurt? <laughs> you know, and she explained that to me. But a lot of times we think, well, I used to say I don't want to exercise because I don't want to do the crunches and my stomach start hurting. But you, when you don't exercise, you hurt. So, again, mm-hmm. find a prioritized exercise that feels good for your body. And put your health first. Well, where right. did me? My daughter started to understand when today. you're in pain? Mm-hmm. I'm listening. What you saying, cousin? Oh, no, I'm saying people don't understand that when you're in pain, a lot of people just like to lie there. They like to self-medicate with these prescription drugs that the doctors give us. Um, when reality is that's all that's doing is just subsiding it. But when you get up mm-hmm. and you're moving, 
you're actually getting that blood circulating through your body. Mm-hmm. Once that blood starts circulating, it warms your body up. It warms your joints, your ligaments up. And you know what happens when you're warm? You feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it do feel good. So, yeah, and, it's about constant movement. Mm-hmm. And what I indicated about putting your health first well-rounded meals, we got to eat better. People don't realize how yeah. diet plays a role in that, too. Because some things you can eat, you just feel so lethargic, or you just feel so bloated, or you can't, you, be so, you become constipated, you know. So there's a strong mind-body connection. So when we're feeling healthy physically, it can have a dramatic impact on your self-esteem and how you feel emotionally as well as your self-confidence. So that's huge. Mm-hmm. And also, make a list of priorities or goals. When you start as a young a, a young child, you know, we start having these goals or say we where we want to go to school or things we want to do. Make a list. It's never too late. It's never too late to make a list of some things that you might want to do or some ch- some things that you may want to change in your life or your lifestyle. These life Style habits. A lot of us we need to break negative habits. So, what do you want to say about breaking some of these lifestyle habits as we're making our list to prioritize our goals? Okay, uh, that's a good question. So, I, I was just going to say, first off, I think everyone should have two whiteboards in their home: one for their short-term goal, two for their long-term goal. So, that short-term goal one, you can you can um, give it a range of however the amount of time you want, I'd say it could be a week. It could be three months. But typically, like, the our brains as humans, we want everything microwave. We want it now. Mm-hmm. So with my clients, you know, I, I do one week, and then I say, okay, we're going to see what happens. They'll tell me their goals, and then we'll revisit those goals in that week. If they smash the goals, boom, good job. We're going to go for more goals. So I just think it's about, like, to change your mindset, um, you have to create a list of what you need to work on. And then mm-hmm. you just have to slowly, you can't just create that list and let that list sit there. You have to slowly <laughs> chip away at that list. And you prioritize it, prioritize it the way, wherever, wherever you want to start, whatever is most important to you, or it can be the simplest one, right? Mm-hmm. But the key is, is to chip away every single day, like myself. Whatever I have on my vision board, I have my vision board, um, the whiteboard right in my kitchen area, like on the mm-hmm. wall. It's a huge, I made it myself, whereas most people would have this, you know, nice, pretty picture that they go out and buy mm-hmm. in the store. That picture's not doing nothing to enhance my life. So I write on my wall, okay? Um, it just has to be something that you can visually see every single day, and then you have to work at it. Correct. You know, when you said that, I thought about make it plain, make it simple. When you make it plain, you yeah. make it simple, you're more willing to do it. Because if you write all these big old goals down that you know is going to take you some time to do, you're not going to do it. That's you right, that are prepared. unattainable. You're already selling yourself right there. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. And another thing is and we then, have to you know, know that you change mm-hmm. your mindset, you change your life. Everything is about yeah. mindset. <laughs> Keep telling yeah. yourself, change your mindset, change your life. Change your mindset, change your life. That is, those are facts. That's true. That's true. Now, Those another thing we talked about. I'm going to give a great, 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 great scenario really quick, cousin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Sacramento is still country, right? We still got cows and, you know, things of that nature. So just the other day, I was with a friend, and we were driving um, We were driving alongside the country road, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, you know what? Because I was there before. I said, some people are like cows. He's like, what do you mean? I said, what do, what do cows do every day? Like, do they wake <laughs> up with intention? And he was like, well, he said, <laughs> they just, cows, what do they do? They just get up. You see them chewing on the hay. You don't see uh-huh. them like, okay, I need to go this. I need to go do that. People are just like that. So you got to change that cow mindset because if you wake up every day doing what cows do, guess what? You're going to always be in the same place. You're never going to grow. And that's what most of us do. We wake up every day in cow mindset, doing absolutely nothing, Nothing. eating and just being. You don't want to just eat, poop, and just be. 
That's true. That is true. Another thing is we're talking about, because we're about to end the show, is start lifting yourself up. Now, when we start mm-hmm. lifting ourselves up, some people write little sticky notes. I'm a sticky note queen. I write, I have sticky notes everywhere. Just remind yourself that you are important. You're worthy. Yeah. You're worth it. Start being a blessing yep. to you. And those are some things that you can do to increase and boost your self-confidence. Remember, it is your perception of how you view yourself. So change your core belief system or your core belief values and invest in you. Now, tomorrow's show is, well, tomorrow's Tuesday, and that's when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you receive biblical teachings from someone in ministry as well as myself, a licensed therapist, and we're going to be talking about Jezebel spirit. Because you know a lot of individuals, cousin, they don't know about the Jezebel spirit. But we got a lot of people out there just being messy. So we need to talk about that spirit because we need to do something about ourselves. So we need to check ourselves before we make situations. So you can join me tomorrow. And I know um, Lady T going to be on with me. So, again, we're going to be talking about the Jezebel spirit at Precious Predicaments Law Talk Radio. And if you have any topics you would like for me to discuss, or any information. I also do public speaking engagement too. You can give me a call. So again, my name is Jeanette Abney. Thank you for listening. My one o'clock client is calling me for my session. So let me start with this. Thank you, cousin, for joining me. All Appreciate right, love you, you. cousin. Love you too. Bye-bye. Love you. Okay, bye. Okay, how are you doing? Hello. Hello.